Hey, every campus, Fuse across the state, welcome home. For those of you who are at Gauntlet last week, come on, if God did something in you or for you last week at Gauntlet, why don't you give him some praise right now? Every campus across the state. Woo! Man, I don't know about you, but I'm still recuperating from last week uh, because Gauntlet hits different when you're 16 than when you're not 16, okay? But hey, if you are here tonight and you were not able to come with us to the gauntlet, here's what I want you to know, and everybody who was at the gauntlet, I want you to amen this. God is not just the God of Daytona Beach, Florida, okay? If you've been down to Daytona Beach without gauntlet, you know that, okay? But God of Daytona Beach, the God of Gauntlet is here with us tonight. And even if you were at Gauntlet, he did not stop talking last week at Daytona Beach. His revelation does not end. He has more that he wants for you tonight. So I want you to lean in. I want you to take notes. I want you to be expectant because I believe God has something for each and every one of us tonight. And all God's people said, amen. So I'm gonna start with a bit of good news. You all start school back pretty soon. Hey, if you are at Gauntlet, I better not hear you booing because that's your mission field. And you better be excited for what God's about to do in your school. How about this might be the best year of school you ever have because your teachers meet Jesus, your school comes to life. It's the most free you've ever been. But we got two or three weeks, depending on what campus, and you're back in school. And here's what I, if you have, if you are at Gauntlet last week even, how many of you have already felt a little bit of the strain of, okay, yeah, this is a little harder following Jesus back home than it was just a few days ago. Who already has, is a little bit nervous about taking Jesus into their school, right? I know you feel that um, rub, that tension, like your family's still your family, your home life's still your home life. And it comes back and things get real. Well, what we want to tell you in these next two weeks is to put another shot of adrenaline of faith in your veins. Because I want everybody at every campus to hear me. You have everything you need to live this life of following Jesus. You can do this. You can do this. And so in this Run the Race series, we're going to just spend two weeks um, this first week talking about the race run around us and the race before us, and next week uh, the race ahead of us. Because seniors, who's seniors at every campus? Let me see your hands, make some noise. Too mature for that, right? Yes, I am a senior. You have two fuses left, including tonight. Listen, God has something left he still wants to give to you before next week. And we want to send you out of this house, right. But the question is, we've come back from Gauntlet. This is hard here. I'm about to go back to school. I'm nervous. How am I going to do this? And that's what these next two weeks are about. So if you have your Bibles, if you have a notebook, if you have your phone out, you can, but only to take notes. I want you to open your Bibles or write down Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. And we're going to read this scripture together. Starts like this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking 
to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. These are two of my favorite verses in the Bible, and it's encouraging us to run the race. Everybody say that after me. Run the race. Come on, like you're 16 and you got some life in your bones. Run the race. We want to encourage you over these next two weeks to run the race. And if you're wondering, if you're anything like me, I don't like to run. Okay? When Paul's putting this analogy up to the Hebrews, I'm like, yeah, run the race. Can we, like, walk the race? Can we, like, um, you know, are those things even popular anymore? The little, what are they called? Heelys? No, not those. I think those are, uh, I don't know, the hoverboard thing. Yeah, yeah, you got me. Whatever. Anyways. But the race that we're talking about isn't like normal races. You can write this down. The race is the Christian life. The race is the Christian life. And this race that God has marked out for us, it is paved by grace. It is marked by the hand of God. But, you know, any race, there's going to be times in the race the same way there's going to be times in the Christian life where you hit one of those laps and you're like, I'm tired. I'm not sure I want to run this thing anymore. Anybody got some like, you know, some vitamin packets or like, did my mom bring some orange slices? I'm about, I don't know if I can run this thing anymore. A race has rules. A race has restrictions, but a race also has a finish line. And so we're going to teach you over these next two weeks how to run the race of the Christian life that's laid out before you. So I'm going to give you three ways tonight to run the race. It's going to be simple, but I hope it is something that you carry with you, that you remember this week as you go back into your homes and as you rem- that you remember when you go back to school. So number one, if the race is the Christian life, then how do we run it? Well, number one, we run the race by remembering. Run the race by remembering. So Fuse, good news. Did you know that you're not the first Christians to ever walk the planet? Yeah. <laughs> But sometimes it feels that way, doesn't it? That this thing's pretty lonely, like that nobody really understands how to run this Christian thing. Um, But you're not the first ones to do it. There's been generations, thousands of years of believers who have gone before us. And Hebrews 12 even exists because Hebrews 11 exists. So I'm not going to read all of Hebrews 11 because it's a long chapter. But I would encourage you, write it down. Go read it tonight. If you're looking for a place to read in your Bible in the morning, read Hebrews 11. But I want to read just some of the names, the long litany of believers who have gone before us. Maybe you'll like recognize some of these names, but I just want to read these. It lists the heroes of faith that have gone before us, that it's calling us to remember those who have run before us. It lists names like Abel, Enoch, Noah, Sarah. Any Sarahs in the house? All right, thank you. One Sarah. All right. It sounded like, uh, never mind. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses' parents. Shout out to the godly parents of the world. Moses, the Israelites crossing the Red Sea. Anybody remember our Exodus series? Loved it. Israelites crossing the Red Sea. Israelites seeing the walls of Jericho fall. Rahab, Gideon, Barak, Deborah, who's not listed, but she was there. Samson, Jephthah. David, Samuel, and the prophets. 
Scripture goes on to say, it, I don't have time to list to you all the people who have run this race before you, but this race of faith that is talking about, it then finishes the scripture by saying this, and if you want to see just like a trophy case of heroes who have run the race and finished it well, put your eyes on this scripture and think about the reality of what I'm about to read, okay? Engage your brains. You have beautiful brains. Use them. All right. In verse 33, it says this, all these names through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. They quenched the power of fire. They escaped the edge of the sword. They were made strong out of weakness. They became mighty in war. They put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats. They were destitute. They were afflicted. They were mistreated. But you know what? The world was not worthy of these people. Wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens and in caves of the earth. And all of these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised since God had provided something better for us that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. I wanna read those last two verses um, in the Passion Translation just for you to get a little more of what the scripture is saying. These were true heroes, commended for their faith, yet they lived in hope without receiving the fullness of what was promised them. But now... God has invited us to live in something better, everybody say better, than what they had. Faith's fullness. This is so that they could be brought to finish perfection alongside of us. Here's what the scripture is saying. Of all the things that those heroes of faith that we've talked about the whole first part of this year, the, the legacy, the stories, the stopping of the mouths of lions, the crossing of the Red Sea, the, the tearing down of the walls of, of Jericho, they did not even get into to live in the fullness of promise because they lived looking forward to Jesus coming. We get to live from the promise that he has already come. So if you think you don't have what it takes, Noah, who built the ark, is looking at you thinking, gosh, how lucky they are that they get to live in a time where they have the, the affirmed faith that Jesus came for them. That we are doing this together, that you have biblical proportion DNA running through your veins. What you felt last week at Gauntlet was not just a spiritual high, it was God confirming in you that what you feel is the Holy Spirit that has empowered you to do everything you need to do to go and leave that type of biblical legacy. I'm just 13. Great. Go and shut some mouths of lions in your school because people are talking too much and you need to preach a better story. That's what you have. You gotta remember those have gone before you. This isn't just pages you're reading. This was real life. And faith has a terrific memory. And your faith so often doesn't need new revelation. I just gotta go fuse and get my next hit. No, you need to remember what God's already done. Remember those who have run before you. Remember what he did at Gauntlet. Remember what he's done in your family. Because there aren't just those running who have gone before us. There's also those running around us. 
When you look to your right or to your left when you're running, there are heroes of faith that are running all over the world. I want to just show you some of my favorite. we got to expand our horizons of what God's doing in the world. Because Gala was amazing, but it is like a drop of sand on the, on the shores of Daytona Beach compared to what he's doing around the world. He's doing amazing things. I have a first picture I want to show you up here. It is a screenshot of Instagram. I'm not putting this up here because I'm thirsty. I'm putting it up here because this is just where we live our lives. This is a photo of Iran having a baptism service. And if you were to read this comment down below, the number one prayer, get this, we saw almost 300 people get baptized this past Sunday at New Spring. But the number one prayer request in Iran right now from pastors is they don't have enough pools to baptize people. The world's trying to tell you it's one of the darkest places in the world, and the Holy Spirit goes, not when I'm involved. But nobody's preaching this. But you got to remember, this is happening all around you. What if Fuse and Sunday, not just after Gauntlet, but you go back to school, and you're running the race so strong that we don't have enough time and services to baptize your friends, so we have to schedule a specific baptism service because you're leading so many of your friends to Christ. There's already a story from one of our campuses of a, of a girl came back. Her mom saw what was happening in her life so much. She was so inspired by it that she called a volunteer from Spartanburg. They went to Panera Bread. They broke some holy bread, and she received Jesus at Panera. you got to remember these things are happening. Maybe I can get you clapping a little more on the next one. All right, next picture. These are my friends. That is Matt and Scarlett Trotman. And that one on the far side is Mary Kate Richardson. She's a former FUSE student. Come on, she's a former FUSE student. That's our family. They are in Mombasa, Kenya. And what they're holding is their visas that they've just committed the next three years of their life to planting church in Mombasa, Kenya. And I want you to know, once a month, once a month at least, I FaceTime my friend Scarlett, and we encourage one another. We pray for one another. We let each other know what's going on, like, in our church and our struggles and how I'm crying over you, and she's crying over people at her church, and we spur one another on. Because we got to remember, we're not running this thing alone. Fuse is a family, not just because Fuse is a family, but because the body of Christ is a family. That's your family across the world. And Mary-Kate has gone and taken the gospel, not just in South Carolina, but all the way to Kenya, has committed her life to taking the gospel there. Remember this. And next photo, this is one of my favorite memories. <laughs> all right, if you don't know who that guy is in the glasses, that is the Anderson Fuse Pastor, Austin Duffy. And that girl with the black hair is my evil twin. But this is from my time off. This is five years ago, and me and Austin were living in England. And that field is right next to another field where we were planning our student camp back then. It was called the Advance. And we had, what, maybe 100 kids, Duffy? 100 kids. We slept outside in tents. We put a tent up to have our services. And we lifted the name of Jesus up in the middle of nowhere, England, because we were desperate for the world to know Jesus. So whenever, and kids got saved in that field. Freedom was had in that field. At one point when I was preaching, a dog ran into the tent and sat right beside me. 
And I didn't know what to do, so I just said, see, even creation cannot keep themselves back when you preach his name. I thought it was pretty good. But I love remembering this when I think this is getting just a little too hard, that if God can be faithful in the middle of a field, he can be faithful in the middle of South Carolina, wherever you are. you got to remember. So we can bring that photo down. I want you to write this down. Remember those who have gone before you. Remember those who are running around you and write this down. In the Christian life, we race together. We race to win. And we race through to the finish line. And this Christian life, we race together. I need you. You need the people beside you. We race to win because in Jesus it's guaranteed, by the way. If you just stay on the path, you will win. And we race through the finish line. Because you know every race, there's a finish line or it's not a race. You're just running and that's miserable. So you race for a goal. So this is the second one. If there's a finish line, then that means there has to be a certain level of endurance. So we run the race by remembering, and we run the, the race. I say a W almost. We won the race by enduring. So we remember and we endure. I'm just going to say this as bluntly as I can. you got to decide right now that you're just determined you're not going to give up. You have to decide, I've made up my mind, no matter what happens this year, no matter how mean people are at school, no matter how many times I invite that friend, no matter how, like, just, I don't know, I just didn't really get anything from that few service. It is not my job to feed you every week. You're starting to get grown. You have your own Bible. You have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Feed yourself during the week. You cannot endure by training for a marathon once a year. Train every day because if you want endurance to make it, you just got to decide. Make the decision before you have to make the decision. Make the decision before you go to school. I don't care. I'm not giving up. If my fuse group leader is just getting on my absolute last nerve telling me to come back, I'm going to come back because guess who's not giving up? Them. I'm looking at my fuse group. You can hide. You can run, but you can't hide. You know what I'm saying? I've worked my, my endurance. If I see you at school lunches and be like, where you been? Get back. Because that's what loving families do when we're running this together. You just got to decide to endure. But let me tell you, if you go back and read that scripture, it says run with endurance the race by how? Laying aside every weight. I have a little analogy. And every sin which closely entangles. This is a trash can. Let me tell you some of your problems. You know how... All running attire right now is like lightweight, extra lightweight, super lightweight. It's like you're wearing a feather. Like everything now is just super lightweight, breathable. It's as if you never sweat. It takes your sweat and turns it into gold. Like Lululemon is a million dollars because apparently it just makes you run better. Some of y'all don't know how to endure because you keep carrying around weight that you were meant to lay down. Some it's sin. There's sin, you gotta put it down. You gotta put the reason you can't endure is because you love that sin more than the race and you will not finish. Get some help, get some people in your life, ask for people to hold you accountable. But for many of us, I don't want to talk about the sin. I just want to talk about the extra weight. Okay? There's those weird people who run with like weighted vests, all right? 
don't do that in the Christian life, all right? We're made to live in freedom. Cast your anxieties on here, on him. But let me tell you, especially at Gauntlet, let me tell you why you leave so, you are there and you're so free. Because the first night an altar call happens and you have this junk that you've been carrying all year and you go to the front, yes, Jesus, you can have it. I'm done with that relationship. I'm done with that sin. I'm done with that anxiety issue. I'm done with that comparison. I lay it at your feet, Jesus. Woo! I feel so light. I feel so free. Gauntlet's over. Man, this was a great gauntlet. I can't wait to get back to school. And you pick up the trash and you take it right back home with you. You need to cast off that friendship you said you were going to cast off. Lay it aside. That relationship was trash at gauntlet. It still is. Leave it to the side. You will not endure if you're just carrying extra weight all the time. Partying, you're not the first generation to think up partying, okay? It's not cool. You're going to live in regret the rest of your life, okay? Drink, never mind. I was about to say something really stupid. But all I'm saying is take the trash, lay it at Jesus' feet, and then leave it there. Because the only weight your shoulders were ever supposed to feel was a robe of righteousness, Carry that and nothing else, and I promise you, you'll be able to endure. And the more you decide not to give up, the easier it is the next time you decide to not give up. Because the race doesn't get any easier, easier, we just become better runners, okay? Your endurance gets stronger the more you decide to decide. Am I preaching to anybody in any auditorium anywhere? There's actual trash in here. So we got to run the race by remembering. We got to run the race by enduring. We're just deciding. We're not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who run forward and win. And the third and final is this. We run the race by looking to Jesus. Run the race by looking to Jesus. Here's what I want to encourage you with tonight. With this scripture, the second part, but I want us to look at it again. Hebrews 12, 2 says this. This will be the fuel in your veins as long as you live to the finish line. So we run the race by looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. I'm going to read that one more time because it's so good. We run the race by looking to Jesus. He is the founder. He is the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising its shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Every athlete, every marathon runner, everybody who has ever wanted to do anything with their life has someone that they look to as the example. And Jesus Christ is our ultimate example of what it looks like to run the race to win. If anybody had the right, the authority, or the reason to give up, it was Jesus. Scripture goes on to say that none of us yet have run the race to the point where we have to shed our own blood for the salvation of the world. Jesus Christ, our example, our forerunner, 
the one who started the race, the one who has now finished the race, and the one who looks at us now and says, the race I ran, it is now yours. You did not just receive my salvation, you also received my mission to go and be like Christ to the world. So if Jesus could look at us tonight and give, if we're gonna look at him, I believe this is what he would say to us when it comes to running the race. Hey, y'all, my fuse, my, my sons, my daughters, in this Christian life, this is not a sprint. This is not a marathon. This is a relay race. This is not a sprint. This is not a marathon. This is a relay race. That Jesus Christ, just like in those, anybody watch, um, anybody actually at any campus, do you run, like are you a relay race runner? Awesome, you're better than me. I don't sprint, I don't relay race, I come cheer you on. But as Jesus was giving his final command here on earth, as he was having his final word with his disciples, he said, hey, I'm going away, but all authority has been given to me, and so now I give it to you. It is now your turn to run the race. It is now your turn to see the miraculous. It is now your turn to feel the burn, to feel your muscles wanting to give out, but to push forward for the prize set before you because he would also say this, hey, in this race, I'm the prize. Jesus is the prize. Jesus is the prize. Jesus is the prize. Jesus is the prize. What are you gonna get at the end of this? You're gonna get the full face of Jesus Christ, the one who now we only get glimpses of, but then we will say fully, and I promise you, when you are standing fully in his presence, you will declare right back to him, Jesus, you were worth it. I'm so glad I didn't give up. I'm so glad that I pushed past, past my fear. I'm so glad that time that I, that I wanted to stop coming to Fuse that I went back. I'm so glad that I played worship music in my car instead of that other stuff because I got to experience the fullness of who you are. I got to experience you as the prize. Jesus is the prize of this race. And he has passed this baton to us. The issue is some of us right now, you don't have, and we're gonna talk about this more next week, you don't have the focus in mind that if Jesus passed off the baton, then also in the race, we have to pass this off to the next generation. Juniors and seniors, some of y'all need to go lead middle school and high, middle school groups starting in September because you need to run the race. It's now your turn to hand off the baton. Sixth graders, guess what you can do? You can go serving kids spring you can teach them what God is teaching you and you can pass off the baton. Because some, well, here's my greatest fear for you, okay? I want this to stick into your brain. My greatest fear is that some of us, the only impact to our life will leave is one clanging sound and then it's done because this is what a baton sounds like when you drop it. And that was your life. a flash of a sound that may have made a lot of noise for a moment, but leaves no lasting legacy. Run the race with the view in mind that you get to pass this off. As I look around the room even now, as I think of even Drew Hankins in Spartanburg, as I think of um, Scooter Barnwell in Powdersville, those guys were students when I first started serving at Fuse. Worth it. 
but we gotta remember, we gotta endure, and we gotta look to Jesus and how he ran it because he handed it off to us and it's now our job. What a gift. What a call. I never get bored in Christianity when this is my focus. If you're bored in Christianity, then Christianity is still about you. So here's what we're gonna do now. I would love to invite all of us to just close your eyes. And I hope what you feel tonight is the overwhelming feeling that you can do this. I believe in you more than I ever have. Your family is here for you to help you to endure, to run this race together, to stand side by side with you as you follow Jesus. But I have two invitations I wanna give tonight. The first one is I believe there's some people in the room that you are still carrying those weights. Okay, maybe you went to Gauntlet and you're like, woo, she got me. I'm the one who brought some trash back. Cast it at Jesus' feet again. Lay it down again. If you've been feeling that depression, try to sneak back in. You cast that in front of Jesus again. That comparison, you cast that in front of Jesus again. That is not your weight to carry. That sin trying to creep back in, you cast that to Jesus again. So if that's you and you just want some prayer tonight, that you, you wanna cast that trash back at Jesus, you don't wanna run this race anymore with that weight on your shoulders, will you just put your hand up over your head at every campus? All across the room, everywhere, Columbia, Myrtle Beach, Hilton Head, if that's you, raise your hand. And I'm just going to invite you, um, if you're sitting beside someone with their hand raised, will you just put your hand on their shoulder? Because remember, we run this race together to win and to the finish line. So we're just going to run together a little bit tonight. We have some time. I'm just going to pray over you right now. Father, I thank you that through confession, repentance brings healing. I just pray right now in Jesus' name that all of this weight that is trying to entangle your sons and your daughters would drop right now in Jesus' name, that they would even feel the lightness of the Holy Spirit washing over them, that if the enemy's been trying to speak um, an identity that they know that they cast down at gauntlet, but it feels like it's trying to creep back in, Holy Spirit, would you whisper to them in your grace and in your mercy, the true identity that Jesus Christ has placed on them. For young ladies in the room, I pray, God, that you would annihilate comparison. For sin issues in the room that are trying to creep back in because maybe in their household, they are the only ones standing firm in their faith. God, I pray that that, that place right now, their homes are holy ground because there is a holy son and a holy daughter living there. We claim it in Jesus' name. Continue to teach them what it means, Holy Spirit, that they don't have to just cast it off here at Fuse. That when they're in their bedroom, when they're in their car, when they're at school, would they find a brother or sister here at Fuse when they do this together? We pray freedom in Jesus' name. Amen. Hold on, I got one more, one more, so keep your eyes closed. Eyes closed all around the room. And hey, just quite simply, if you realize tonight that you're not even in this race, you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, 
Maybe you're here because a friend invited you from another campus. They came back all excited, talking about all the stuff that happened at Gauntlet, and you're like, you may be crazy, but I'd like to go see some crazy. And you would like to talk to someone about receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Tonight, maybe you got a good look at him for the first time. And you want to receive salvation. On the count of three, would you just put your hand up over your head? One, two, three. Every campus, if you want to receive Jesus, eyes closed all across the room. Hey, and every campus, lift that arm up straight. Extend that elbow. Put that hand all the way up. Leaders, if you see students start to raise their hands across the room, student, if you have your hand raised, a leader's just gonna come chat to you about what this means and how to run this race together. You can go out with them, I promise you, it'll be fine. No need to be afraid. Anybody else? And hey, if you didn't raise your hand, but you know you need to talk to somebody, go ahead and tap your friend on the shoulder and ask if they'll just walk out the back with you. Anybody else at any campus, just lift your hand up over your head if you'd like to talk to someone about this. Amazing, amazing, thank you, Jesus. And everybody else, I'm gonna ask you at every campus to look up at me. What's up, Fuse fam? I wanna look at all of you right here in the eye. If you're looking at a screen, I can see you. We have a live feed, right? I'm just kidding, we don't. But I want you to hear me. You can run this race. You can hear from God. You can work the miraculous. You can endure. And I believe that we can one day when we are all in the presence of Jesus, stand side by side, high five, hug and celebrate because we made this thing together. We commit to you as a Fuse family. We are in this thing to make sure you don't give up. So here's what I would love to do. Everybody at every campus, with as little noise as possible, stand to your feet. Because how many of y'all know, running's always easier with a little bit of music, right? You gotta have that playlist. If you ain't playing worship music in your playlist, you're doing it wrong, because that spirit takes over. It's like you just teleport, right? So we're gonna sing together. And I wanna encourage all of you, especially if you were at Gauntlet last week, especially if you're a senior, lead the way in this next time to show the younger students what it looks like to run the race well. You got two more chances, this is one. So let's pray together. Father God, I thank you so much for the gift that you've invited us to run this race. Thank you that you run beside us. Thank you, Jesus, that you live now as the example. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you've given us the power. Thank you, Father, that you are speaking to us, that you are encouraging us. I pray for faith. Um, for endurance, for conviction, 
over each and every one of these students. God, I pray the best friendships that South Carolina has ever known would happen because this room just commits to be friends together. Different than the rest of the world is friends. We love you. We sing to you right now. Jesus, you are the prize. You are the treasure. You are our heart's delight. We sing to you now for your glory and your fame. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.